It's out with the old and in with the new. Goodbye, clouds of gray. Hello, skies of blue. A new season's here of this podcast I do. Welcome back to Thoughts Aloud Season 2. Well, well, it's been, what, two weeks and the world has kept on spinning with or without thoughts allowed. But I am back after some time away, and without further delay, let us get on with this week's shenanigans. I would like to share a story about a young boy and a lost love. Let's begin. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Kofi who was in middle school. Back in those days, there were vending machines filled with snacks of the junk variety. And one day, Kofi laid his eyes on a 75-cent bag of blazing buffalo and ranch Doritos. Kofi had fallen in love, and the rest was history. Fast forward many years later, the now-grown Kofi is distraught to find out that the Blazin' Buffalo and Ranch Doritos line had been discontinued. Kofi is highly upset, but he is not alone in this outrage, and he finds his community. They band together and sign a petition to bring back the beloved Doritos flavor to no success. But one day, Kofi knew goodness would be restored to the world, so he waited and waited and waited. It was on a February day of 2021 when Kofi walked down a grocery store aisle, having written off junk food and snacks for his New Year's resolution, when he laid his eyes upon it. It was bright. It was blue. It was blazing buffalo and ranch Doritos sitting atop its throne on the grocery store shelf. Kofi rushed over, taken aback, not able to believe what he was seeing. Could this be? All these years later, after all this time, and here it was in his hands, daring him to open the bag right then and there and be reunited with the succulent flavor of artificial ingredients and unhealthy preservatives. The New Year's resolution was broken. Kofi grabbed not one, but two bags, tempted to buy even more in case they disappeared from his life again. But Kofi had some (laughs) self-control. So two bags he bought, two bags he now eats, and two bags he will buy again of his sweet, sweet, blazing buffalo and ranch Doritos. And there is a tale of a young valiant hero, Kofi and his... Beloved Doritos. Hi, Editing Kofi here. I actually meant to share this story back in February when I first discovered the return of my lovely Doritos, but due to technical difficulties, I'm sharing now in April. But when I tell you I return to said Target for my usual shopping and the Doritos are gone, vanished out of stock, this discontinued for the second time in my lifetime. 
Now, this is why I should have been a greedy, gluttonous Negro and bought them all up in February. (laughs) Okay, back to the episode. So recently, I had wisdom teeth surgery. Now, when I tell you I've been trying to get these impacted motherfuckers out of my mouth for the longest time, the longest. They've been growing in for years, obviously, but it wasn't until recently one of my dentists was downright scolding me and saying if I was her child, she would have gotten them out ages ago. I was like, all right, ma'am, calm down. (laughs) Now, the point of this story is to talk about the actual procedure that I finally got last month, thankfully. Now, from my prior understanding, I thought this operation had to be done under anesthesia or like sedation because of the pain and other medical stuff. But come to find out, you can have the procedure while awake with the help of numbing stuff. You know, similar to like when you have a cavity, but stronger, I'm assuming. So what did Kofi proceed to do? You guessed it. (laughs) I did the procedure wide awake. Now, why, you may ask, did I choose to do this? A few reasons. One, I was always worried about what I might say coming out of the procedure, you know, high on laughing gas or whatever. My mind goes places, funny places, mean places, and other places. And I just wanted to avoid any awkward moments post-surgery. But also, two, living in the city, people having busy schedules, we're in the middle of a panda Miami, all that, you know. I would need a guardian post-surgery, and I was just like, child, I can do bad all by myself. <laughs> Y'all remember that Tyler Perry movie with uh, Taraji P? Okay. Anyway, um, so, and finally third, I was like, hmm, this would be kind of cool to see how the operation is actually done. And I think that's the former aspiring uh, trauma surgeon in me, rest in peace of that career dream. Um, (laughs) And also, I could talk about it on Thoughts Aloud. Now, you see, you see what I do for y'all? I went through pain so I could have a story to tell and y'all can't leave me a five-star written review. My heart, it breaks. It breaks. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. (laughs) But in terms of the actual operation, right, it was pretty regular. Now, you might think I'm crazy saying that, seeing as how I'm getting four of my teeth physically tugged out of my gum sockets with great force. But yeah, it felt pretty much like a cavity filling with the numbing and the drilling and specifically to this, the tugging. The operation lasted 25 minutes or so. The surgeon was talking to me the whole time. I hate when they do that. And when it was all done, I looked up and saw my bloody molars sitting on the silver tray. I even have pictures. (laughs) The surgeon commended me and was surprised I decided to undergo the procedure this way. And I simply responded, I guess I'm built different and walked out. (laughs) So after I left the dentist office, I had to pick up my medication. Again, I was on my own, mouth filled with a mixture of blood, saliva, and spit. Mask on, ice pack wrapped on my head, sunglasses on, baseball cap on top. I looked like someone's Russian babushka. Uh, Thankfully, it being New York, you know, no one bats an eye at anything crazy or anyone looking, you know, not, you know, regular, I guess. So, you know, I had that going for me. But anyways, I made my way to the pharmacy and realized I would not be able to speak. If I opened my mouth, liquid contents would spill out and it would not be pretty. So I had to speak through typing on my phone, which was a... timely and interesting process that made me gain new insight and appreciation for members of certain communities that have to communicate this way. Now, the pharmacist tech, who seemed to be annoyed and a little rude with everyone else, was quite nice to me. Now, I wonder why that is. (laughs) The pills and potions were now secured, but wait, there's more. (sighs) Kofi, 
procrastinated and didn't go grocery shopping for applesauce and soups beforehand. I surely could handle one more trip before finally going home after a grueling procedure that recommended immediate rest post-surgery. I went to Target (laughs) and I decided I needed to find a bathroom to spit out the contents in my mouth. Cheeks literally puffed underneath my mask. I find the bathroom, go into a stall, and bend over to empty. Shockingly, doing this for the first time, I see the blood and other things, which is to be expected. But what I did not expect was that while bending over, my sunglasses, my (laughs) Ray-Bans, oh, I'm just getting their Amazon bands, Um, but my Amazon bands, my sunglasses that were clipped to my shirt, I did not expect them to fall right on into the toilet. Yep, my glasses just swimming amongst the blood and other swill. Now, (laughs) what could I do in this moment, right? I surely couldn't flush it. The glasses would not go down. Well, maybe they would, but it would be even worse if the toilet overflowed while other people were in the bathroom. So, and then I'll just have to be running away from the bathroom. (laughs) I would just have to run out of the Target, honestly. Um, I could have also have just left the toilet unflushed, but what if someone was waiting to go in after me and that's what they found? Glasses and blood and all that stuff just sitting in the toilet. Just embarrassing and disgusting. So I did what any good citizen would do. And I took a great amount of toilet paper from the roll, wrapped it around my hand, and dove in. (laughs) My hand really said to me in that moment, now why am I in it? (laughs) I washed my hand profusely afterwards, threw away my sunglasses, left the bathroom, and proceeded to finish my shopping in disgust, and took my no-wisdom-teeth-having Hand and toilet doing, tired in need of medication, looking as home, and went to sleep for a very, very long time. Ah, yes, another Tales from the City segment is upon us. (laughs) This will be part two in the Tales of the City series. Feel free to go back and find the first segment in this series where I talk about my new roommate that disappeared in the middle of the night, getting ran over on the Brooklyn Bridge, and more. But honestly, we're in the middle of a panda Miami right now, and I don't leave my house often, so these stories won't be as, shall I say, juicy as one might expect when living in New York City. But still, I will divulge, so let's get into it. So, (laughs) okay, let me be serious. Uh, So, recently... I ventured out onto the streets of New York for something. I don't remember what, but I got on the train, mask on, alert of any mischief that may be afoot, and I sat down and minded my business as most New Yorkers do. But the train wasn't moving, or at least it was trying to, but for some reason it wasn't able to. Why was that? Hmm. I hear over the intercom, muffled but loud at the same time, stand back from the closing doors. (laughs) And then again, Do not hold the train doors open. We need to leave the station. (laughs) And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. What's going on? I turn to my right and looking down the train car, I see a lady. Let's call her Mary. And Mary's just moving about doing something. I didn't know what at the time. Now, Mary did seem to be looking at the people on the train, whether for help or something else, I don't know. Anyways, Mary finally stepped off the train the train doors closed, and the train finally left the station. 
It was as the train started to move that I saw Mary standing on the platform with some, but not all, of her belongings, looking defeated, upset, and annoyed. Hmm. Interesting. I had turned my head again to look and get a better view of where Mary was standing prior, and there I saw a large sharpened cart thingy-majig filled with clothes and other items I'm sure was greatly needed by Mary. In that moment, I had the realization. New York train doors opened and closed pretty quickly while moving between stations. Mary had more belongings in her possession than she could remove from the train onto the platform in one trip. So though she tried to do so and at first succeeded, prompting the train attendant to speak a warning over the intercom, Mary wasn't able to get her final and most large possession off of the train before it pulled off from the station. When Mary was looking at me and the other passengers, was she trying to get some quick assistance moving her belongings off the train? Did she voice that concern, but I couldn't hear her over my noise-canceling headphones? I may never know. I may never know. But what I do know is that the chances of Mary finding and being reunited with her lost belongings is slim to none. And for that, I'm sorry. I thought about Mary for the rest of my outing, thinking on if I could or should have done something, anything. A nice gesture that would have gone a long way in making Mary's, I'm sure, hard life a little bit easier. Living in a greatly populated city with all types of scams, crimes, and other unpleasantries, I've adapted and changed how I move and interact, and as a result, Mary and her lost items will haunt me for the next couple of weeks. I'm sorry, Mary. I'm so, so sorry. On a related note, the second city happening I wanted to share with you is related to how you interact and move within a city. Or I guess you could even say anywhere, honestly. Have you ever been asked by a stranger to use your phone? I can say that I have. Two times in the span of a week, in terms of this story. The first time was on a train platform. It was 11 p.m. or so, and I was on my way home from the distreaded, no good, racially insensitive job that paid well, but that's not the point. <laughs> and I was doing what New Yorkers do, minding my business, waiting for the train. I saw out of the corner of my eye a man approaching people asking for something, so I made sure not to make eye contact, as one would do to signify that they are not in the mood to be bothered, nor asked for anything. Did that stop this man from bothering Kofi? No, it surely did not. He approached and started to speak, which made me annoyingly have to pause my music, take out my earbud, and turn my attention to him. He then began this long-winded story about losing his phone and needing to contact X, Y, and Z and how much he would appreciate it and blah, blah, blah. Now, please, please don't take me to be a heartless person, okay? In days past, I would gladly help a stranger in need. Gladly. (laughs) But maybe not gladly, but I would. With hesitancy and practicality, of course, I would help a stranger in need. But... If you so remember, in a previous episode, I shared the story of scamming Samson. We're not getting into it here. It passes in the past, but I did say Samson turned my giving, helpful heart cold. And I thought about scamming Samson in this moment, and I said, now what if I gave this man my iPhone 12 Pro Max to make a call, and he just proceeded to push me onto the train tracks, (laughs) which I was standing near, and run off with my phone into the cold, dark New York night. Now, not only would I be out of a phone, I would then just lay there and let the approaching train put me out of my misery. For I would have not only been duped once by scamming Samson, but now again by this sniveling stranger. 
Anywho, <laughs> after thinking all of that through, I said no politely and then said no again and turned my attention away, turning my head to make sure he didn't then proceed to push me onto the train tracks. He moved on to the next person and then the next and the next. The second time was at my local laundry mat. Why I don't have in-unit laundry is something I need to answer immediately. But nonetheless, <laughs> I went into my laundromat, had to make a cash-to-coin exchange, and was, you guessed it, minding my business. Well, partially, because I did overhear a lady asking the laundromat employee to borrow his phone. Now, I don't know if he didn't understand her or was just unwilling like I usually am, but he said no. My look never runs out, of course, and so the lady then proceeded to ask me. Now, this is the interesting part. She asked me, and I said, yes. Now, I don't know if I said yes because she was a lady and I'm more trustworthy and less suspicious of women, the fact that it was daytime, or there was some good distance between where we were standing and the door. So if I needed to chase her down and, dare I say, tackle her. (laughs) I'm just kidding about that last part. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. I wonder why. I said yes. But anyways, she took my phone and ran off. Yep, she ran the fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Could you imagine if she did? Oh my gosh, I would have then just, I would just put myself in the largest washing machine and just turn it on from the inside and just let it kill me with soap and suds because that would have been so embarrassing (laughs) because I really would not have chased her. I would have just been standing there looking dumbfounded. But anyways, just kidding. So she, I gave her my phone. Um, she made her call and returned it right away. She then proceeded to thank me repeatedly, followed by cussing out the laundromat employee who previously said no. Ah, New York. (laughs) All right, well, that's it, folks. Those are my stories for this segment of Tales from the City, a Thoughts A Lot exclusive series. Here's to hoping when the world opens back up, I may choose to venture out for more experiences, whatever and whomever they may entail, so that I may bring them back to you. I haven't done a TV movie recommendation in a while, and for a good reason, or at least my reason. <laughs> I'm going to play a brief TikTok that kind of sums it up. Am I the only one who thinks that there are too many TV shows now and it's actively bad for the television industry? It's literally an economic bubble where Hollywood is investing in hundreds of shows, some of which aren't even that good, and the ones that are good can't even find an audience a lot of the time because there's so many other shows to compete against. And as a viewer, the experience is terrible because you have to sift through all of these hundreds of shows on platforms just to find one that you like. And even when you find a show you do like, it often gets canceled after two seasons. And there's so many streaming platforms, but I bet in 10 years, they won't all be around still. I think this can best be summed up by a tweet that I once read that said, we are not in the golden age of television. We're in the golden age of content. Yeah, I echo everything she said. Literally when I was younger, right? I created a Word document planner with every day of the week with all the TV shows I was watching, times they aired, if they were currently airing or were in their off season, what network they came on, and et cetera, et cetera. My point is, I used to watch so much damn TV, I needed a planner to keep up with it. And now, I don't know if it's lack of time or, like the girl said, an overabundance of content. I've just been falling behind. But I think for me, you know, it is excessive content, right? I cannot watch everything. And the things that I do watch, I want to make sure they're of quality and not just a hot thing of the week that people are going to forget about in, like, two seconds. And they're usually filled with, you know, bad acting, subpar writing, and most likely colorism. (laughs) But, you know, I will get back to watching TV new and old. I love it, right? 
I, I always have and I always will. So, but in the meantime, a show that has been comforting to me and just bringing up feelings of nostalgia and youth is That's a Raven. Yep. That Disney Channel kids show. <laughs> Those of you who aren't familiar, which if you aren't, um, I'm sorry, you have to like leave right now. Just pause the podcast, go watch an episode and then come back. Actually finish the podcast first. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm just kidding. That's a Raven was a Disney Channel sitcom that aired between 2003 and 2007. And it followed a black teenage girl, Raven Baxter, a psychic who can see glimpses of the future. And because of that, misadventures and tomfoolery ensues with her best friends, Chelsea and Eddie in tow. And yeah, you know, I've been watching this show. I'm on season three right now. I just watched the episode where Raven and Chelsea try to get the job at the clothing store. And Raven finds out, you know, the reason she wasn't hired was because the store didn't hire black people. And I don't know, I don't necessarily want to say the show is ahead of its time for tackling issues like this and others, including, you know, body positivity, peer pressure, divorce, and more. In fact, I would say it aired at the right time because I, along with the whole generation of kids, were brought up learning about these issues and the proper way to handle them through an entertaining yet insightful and representative show. I also just want to give a round of applause to Raven Simone, who's been acting and working since she was a kid, as most of us, I'm sure, know. But this show, she carried from top to bottom with her acting, comedic timing, and just overall presence. Like, she really just commanded the screen, like, every episode. Um, And not sliding other shows led by other teenage Disney stars, but I think this one was the best. To make a long story short, I've been really enjoying it, and I'm glad I'm rewatching it. And oh, snap, it's time to wrap up the show. This week's quote comes from Real Housewives of Miami reality star Janet Roach. I don't watch the show, but I came across her tagline that they say at the beginning of each episode, and I just find it so funny and relatable. (laughs) The quote goes, if you're offended by what I say, imagine what I'm thinking. (laughs) Oh, goodness, a word. Wow, I've never felt so seen. Like, literally, if people could read my mind, especially in certain situations... Well, we don't have to go there. (laughs) But actually, I don't even say offensive things. I just, you know, keep them all up in my mind. Maybe that's why I like this quote. (laughs) The quote again is, if you're offended by what I say, imagine what I'm thinking. We have reached the end of another episode. I appreciate all of those who patiently and eagerly awaited my return from my short break. After a great Women's History Month filled with amazing guests of different and unique backgrounds, definitely go back and check out some of those episodes. Um, But it means a lot that you listen and that you care, and I'm glad to have this space to talk to myself, but also to you all. (laughs) With that being said, I did want to let you know that Thoughts Aloud Season 2 is past its halfway point and will be ending in May. Now, now, don't worry, don't worry. You know, I do have pre-planned on and off seasons to, you know, relax, revise, gather and craft more stories, and so on. My on seasons are between September through December, and then again from February through May. But we still have plenty of time until then to, you know, turn that frown upside down and just, you know, enjoy, enjoy what I have to offer while I'm still here. (laughs) So again, thank you for listening. Leave a written review. That's the quickest way to my heart. And let me know your thoughts on this episode. I'll talk to you all soon. Be well and goodbye.